You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. We skipped a day, but now we're back That's with right. another episode of our ongoing podcast series for Fantasia. Uh, in today's episode, I watched the Japanese 3D, or originally released in 3D, computer slash cell animated fun pick, uh, After School Midnighters. And John? I watched the um, psychological thriller drug addiction. You've said that uh, about every film we've watched. I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> I only watch thrillers. Well, psychological drug addiction film. Thanks for interrupting. Vessel. Right. Yep. But there, no, there's there's a sci-fi element to it, though. You're not just... No. There absolutely is. There's a review on the website about this film. Did That's you all. watch it? But I read the review Get on the website. Get out of my house. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay, so I'm going to talk about uh, After School Midnighters. Yep. We have uh, Go Plug Yourselves, Walter J. Ling, in the studio today, but we didn't put a microphone on him because we don't trust him. That's After right. School Midnighters is an animated film about three kindergarten girls who go to a very high-class... Um, school i guess like it's like all like covered in marble and all that stuff and their science department is about to be shut down Mm -hmm. and then they get a secret invitation from to to go to it at midnight and it turns out that a re or an animated anatomy body and an animated skeleton have invited them and they've also shot a laser to animate uh like half dissected dead bunny rabbits like they're like half real bunny okay. half dissected bunny they also play a recurring role like think like the penguins and the madagascar films except with dead bunnies wielding guns because it's japanese and watch. fuck you but was was it it sounds like a kid's movie more like was it ish. ish like it was like the loose the most loosely defined kids movie ever like like i just said yeah a skeleton and an anatomy monster shoot a ray gun and like bring to life half dissected bunny rabbits who then run around with guns but at no point in time does it but at no point in time does it ever like tip the scales into being like fully scary or weird okay so it's kind of like picture if the disney studio had like a special like japanese like section which was like tailored to the same like they were like you know kids who grow does it, up does it like sit in the orbit of a nightmare before Halloween? No, and I remember before Christmas is the time you're thinking of. But no, it absolutely doesn't. It's no. way further out there. Like, there's, like, weird, like, dick jokes that I'm sure would just fucking annihilate children. Okay. And then there's, like, sea monsters and stuff. But, like, Nightmare Before Christmas has that whole, like, hoo ha ha. Yeah. This is just, like, way the fuck out there. Bonkers craziness. It sounds really fun. Start to finish. Yeah, it, it, it is really fun. It is yeah. a kid's movie, but it is really, really fun. Like, I would recommend it, possibly, to people who have kids who you're, like, if your kids are sort of like, oh, fucking Disney movies are boring, you can, like, show this to them without feeling too bad about, like... It won't scare kids. Yeah, like, I mean, not, not, range? not more than, like, a Disney movie. Like, Disney movies have some, like, weird, scary shit in them from time to time. Like, remember that scene in The Hunchback of Notre Dame where the priest guy no. has flame walls around him and demons and he's just singing to them? Didn't that is a, 
that is a scene okay. that happens in that film. Okay, well, anyway, yeah, whatever. There's always like dark. So stuff yeah, no, but I like I kind of liked it. Like I watched it with Sophie, and I was like, man, if I wanted to raise my child to be a child who grew up to go to Fantasia Fest, like <laughs> this is a perfect gateway film for them. And also the animation is like freaking stunning. Like okay. I'm a little sad that they weren't screening it in uh, in 3D. Really? Because uh, like it was looked, it was it made in 3D? it was originally made in 3D. Yeah, when I did some research on the internet, huh. uh, but it also got greenlit for a sequel. Cool. So there's gonna be more after school midnighters, which I was, I think is absolutely cool. If there's like a cool kind of horror inspired, uh, like slick animation kind of thing for kids, I think that's I think it's good to get kids into horror movies. Okay. I feel that's that's a good thing. And now vessel. Okay. Psychological so drug thriller. Yeah. Here's the plot, okay? So there's these people in the, starting in the 1950s who, um, this is all like in the first couple seconds, they okay. receive messages from aliens. Okay. And they get used by uh, government agencies as communication bridges between the alien races and the so humans. So when I said a sci-fi thing, you were like, did you, did you, you watch it? You are totally wrong. That is what the you just pl- said aliens. That is what the plot of the movie is. Okay. But, but that is not what the movie is about. Okay. The movie doesn't really focus on that whatsoever. The movie focuses on this guy who's the main character. His name is Ash. And mm-hmm. he seems to be losing contact with, like, who he is on the inside. He's, like, forgetting who he was Okay. Um, from this, like, prolonged contact with aliens. And the movie kind of sets it up where you're not sure if he's actually talking to aliens or if he's – or a lot of people in the world think that he's just, like, a crazy drug addict okay. and that he's actually talking to aliens. And this is, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but – what this movie kind of ends up being is like if you imagine the start of the Matrix where there's all this stuff set up and then Mr. Anderson eventually has to choose between taking a red pill or a blue pill. Right. Imagine if that segment of the movie was the entire movie. Okay. So it maybe doesn't sound that exciting, but it is really kind of interesting. Like it's it's more of this like psychological thing about the character. Is he going to choose to take the red pill or not? Yeah. I heard it was very smart, like smartly written and stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, this no. is from Scott. On I, so I, I got really like turned off to it because the, um, uh, you remember when we were watching The Machine and you were like, God, everything is just so fucking serious. Right. Yeah. That ha- This movie had that exact same I mean, all problem. The car- like, every line, of dialogue, every line just... of dialogue is just like weighty and, and slowly delivered and like the character has to like go and talk to all the people from his life that he has forgotten about and okay. basically like He's, like, ruined his relationships with all of his friends. And a lot of them think that it's because he's into drugs, but it's actually because he's An this alien, alien conduit. conduit vessel thing. <laughs> so he's, like, talking to all of them, and they're all very serious about what, what went down, you know, before. So I can't recommend this thing aggressively. <laughs> okay. I will, I will say it was, like, very interesting, and I really want to see – like, it's very much set up for a sequel, so I really want to see if okay. it's going to go somewhere. But – I guess if yeah. you want to, if you want a counterpoint to yeah. that, check, check out Scott because Scott blogged about it and Scott yeah. Scott really liked it. Huh. Uh, Scott said that it was like certainly budge, certainly maybe had like a bit yeah. of gravitas or whatever. But yeah, they just said sort of ten thousand like, bucks. For yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's from what he was saying, counterpoint to your recommendation was just like a smartly written low budge comedy. And in terms of like smartly written, he was saying not necessarily that the plot or whatever, but he's like that all the characters responded intelligently. Like he's like at no point in time was a character ever like, I'm making this decision that makes no sense with my character. Yeah. And supposedly a lot of that carried through, which he says is Yeah, yeah, they did good with what they had. No 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 question there. Okay. But I found the like it, it was such a turnoff listening to these characters being so overly dramatic and, and super serious. serious. Like when we watch Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things and we're like these no, are act- these are actors wasn't. acting. Come on, it wasn't no. that bad, but, <laughs> but maybe a little. Yeah, I'm anyway. just, I'm just throwing it. I'm I'm yeah. just throwing around like fucking B movie cred to like <laughs> up the cred of the podcast. Right. 
time. So you want to talk about spoilers? These are the spoilers. Um, spoilers for After School Midnighters? There really aren't any. Like, there's, nothing, yeah. there's nothing like worthwhile to spoil. Like, it's a fucking adventure. The little girls need to go after fucking three medals. Okay. And obviously they do it. They're little three girls. And then obviously there's like a zany fucking repercussion that like stops them. And then it's fucking fun. That's it? Fun times. And I mean, like, there's... it's a, Like I said, it is a children's movie. Yeah. And... It's a delightful children's movie that has a little bit, maybe a little bit more going on with like edginess and stuff, but okay. there's nothing to fucking spoil. Right. It ends, it has a happy fucking ending and the plot is fun. Okay. Vessel, I mean, the, the like, you know, I said it was about picking the red pill or the blue pill. His choice as the movie goes on is that he can either like abandon being a vessel mm-hmm. or he can like go on being a vessel and the whole movie is about how he's lost all of his memories about himself and he's like disassociating from his identity what's what's sorry what's the benefit of being a vessel like is there like an upside okay yeah so he yeah i should have said something about that so the um he works with government <laughs> agents okay sort of and this really pissed me off and this this made no goddamn sense at all so he has this like government agent who's his contact that every now and again he has to like give information over to the government and presumably they give him money or something like it's never really explicitly stated what maybe the government just takes care of him i suppose but they don't at all he's like portrayed as a homeless person essentially stumbling around from location to location and there's even shots of him like waking up outside on the street in the metro fun as as a like and he looks homeless so like when they're like what's in it for me and you're like yeah, Nothing. you'd think they'd, they'd put him up in a fucking hotel or something if he's going to go crazy <laughs> delivering alien messages. And there's even the implication that he's giving science, like he's he's giving formulas and shit that people can't figure out for themselves that are going to give the, the government huge, what I don't know, advances. So, I don't okay. know, maybe I just didn't get it, but that, that whole like part of the relationship made no fucking sense at all. Right. And, then, and then I kind of just like let it slide. And then the rest of the movie was him talking to his friends and ex-girlfriends and his old buddies and whatever and trying to track down this other girl who was also a vessel. And, and then he has to pick, like, do I keep being a vessel or do I give up on this thing? So, I mean... So, but like, so you haven't really said any spoilers. How does it? How does this all wrap up? Is there some denouement that like is there a payoff? The, well, like literally, the last the last shot of the film is he they, they like he's looking at himself. He's like, okay, I'm choosing here. Do I keep on being a vessel or do I give it up? Boom, and he keeps being a vessel. And he's give oh, it again. There's you didn't really. There's no reason to be a vessel. Well, there is. He's getting the he's getting messages from aliens. And so he's e- he's like that's reward of its own. And e- he's the last one. Also, all the other vessels have given up on this thing. Okay. But he doesn't know that all the other vessels have given up on this thing until the last like ten minutes of the movie or fifteen minutes of the movie. Okay. So ba- okay. So to summarize, I'm really yes. trying to follow this. Yeah. So to summarize, the plot of the film is that he's a vessel, and there's the aliens are maybe somehow progressing our science yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And then he opts to like stay a vessel, even though it means he's going crazy to, I guess, like further human knowledge. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. A little self-sacrifice kind of thing there. Okay. That's not so bad. But, but then you don't really know what it's going to all come to. And, it, and it's, that's what I'm saying. It's like sets set up for the sequel. And, and that, imagine if it was just that first bit of the matrix extended out to be two hours yeah. where you're like, what is the matrix? You don't even know. And, he, and he's like going crazy trying to track it down. All this weird stuff is happening in his life. He's losing all his friends. He's he's all fucked up. And then this crazy guy shows up and he's like, "Look, you can choose to keep. You can choose to learn what the Matrix is, or you can go back and live like a sheep." Boom. Yeah. And then he chooses the Matrix. Movie ends right there. Wow. That's kind of where this went. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's not. It's 
Like I kind of want to watch it. It sounds when, like I'm selling it hard when I sell it, when I say <laughs> you're it like, like that, that sounds awesome. But yeah. the, so you're saying so storyline and all that stuff se- sounds cool. Yeah. But what you're saying is that maybe the performances don't hold up. Yeah, and it was like a little slow paced, and everything was heavy and weighty and gravitasy, and you're like, okay, let's just fucking. How's the soundtrack? Don't remember. Okay. Don't remember a single moment of sound. I'm saying like a movie like the way you're describing it, yeah. it's like a movie to me that feels like a, like a good soundtrack could have really saved it. If yeah. you're like these like slow quiet scenes, but there's like a really Whatever, whatever they chose to have in the background, like Could these slow, long happen. scenes, like a good sound, you're like, yeah. You but might no. be right. You yeah. might be right. I, I was really turned off by the whole, like, why is he homeless? That doesn't make any fucking sense at all. <laughs> the government should be giving him millions of dollars. He's the only person in the world who gets messages from aliens. Right. And he delivers science to the government. <laughs> there is a reason to keep this man happy, bathed in women and all the finest caviars, whatever he wants. Maybe there's like a deleted scene being like, it only works if he's homeless. Yeah, maybe. Or, <laughs> or something like that. I don't fucking know. Okay. That's all I have to so say. So not, not, not a strong recommendation for... No, but like, I, I'm clearly energized talking about it. Like, there was, there was, there was content like, there. I'm a little excited about the fact that you said the film was made for 10 grand. Like, it sounds fun for yeah. 10 fucking thousand dollars. Well, check it out. Maybe we'll... Maybe we'll, we'll differ. We'll, like, Scott, like differ, I said, yeah. Scott already differed. There's already yeah. a second opinion on yeah. the site. Uh, this is a super fast episode. Sure is. This is what happens when we talk about a children's movie that has fucking <laughs> dancing anatomy fucking models and dancing skeletons. Because yep. that's you watch the trailer, you get the movie. And then coming up next one. though, coming up next, we're gonna have two schlocky. Oh man, it's exciting! Zap Samurai Cop, Samurai Cop, and Return to Newcom High, Volume One, fucking, which is screening. I guess tomorrow, if you're listening to this today. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yep. go to 9to5.cc slash Fantasia. Uh, follow us on Twitter at 9to5cc. Check us out at the festival at 9to5fantasia. Hashtag FantasiaFest. All that fucking shit. Say hi to us. And enjoy the festival, guys. There's only about a week, or a little less than a week, left of it. Thanks for listening. dotcc 95.cc on Facebook and uh, also follow us on Twitter we're at sign number 9 to number 5 cc on Twitter so uh, and also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays probably uh, we have zombies and loathing after the bomb usually on Tuesdays we have a new comic in 95 illustrated every Wednesday a new podcast every week usually on Thursdays either going to be a 90s or a go plug yourselves and on Fridays we have fine arts with either Sophie and Scott and uh, you know maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point too you can only hope all right thanks nine to five dot cc we're not working why should you thanks for listening